Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy, and thanks for joining us today, November 28th, on No Greater Delight, our podcast on Marian feasts and Marian meditations. Well, today we have the the gamut, we have the whole spectrum of Marian feasts. We're just two things today, two major events, but they just take from early Christianity, early devotion to Our Lady in England and Europe, and then we have a more recent one in Africa. So today is the celebration of Our Lady of Walshingham in England. Now, the shrine of Our Lady of Walshingham dates back to 1061, when, according to the text of the Pinson Ballad, which dates from 1485, Richelieu de Fevache prayed in order to take some, undertake some special work to honor Our Lady. And so the ballad recalls that Our Lady led Richelieu in spirit to Nazareth and showed her the house where the angel greeted her, right? So the Annunciation. Look, daughter, said Our Lady, take the measurements of this house and erect another one like it in Walshingham, dedicated to praising and honoring me. All who come there shall find help in their need. It shall be a perpetual memorial to the great joy of the Annunciation, ground and origin of all my joys, and the root of humanity's gracious redemption. This came about through Gabriel's message that I would be a mother through my humility and conceive God's son in virginity. Right? So this Lady Richelieu was a, a holy woman. She, she loved Our Lady very much. She wanted to know how to honor her, and then what happened? She has this vision, right? But she's not a visionary like the children in, in Lourdes or Fatima. It was this, in response to her prayer, she received this model, right? And so the model of the Holy House was to be built in Walshingham, right? We really don't know too much about the, the beginning of this you know, devotion or how it was built, but we do know that the Augustinian canons built a priory around 1150 because there's a papal approval for it and that Washington would become one of the greatest shrines in medieval Christendom. But what happened? Well, in 1538, the Reformation caused the property to be seized, right? It was taken over by the king. The famous statue of Our Lady of Walshingham was burnt, right? That original shrine has nothing left. There's literally nothing left of it, right? And after the destruction of the shrine and during the persecution of Christians, it ceased to be a place of pilgrimage. It wasn't until the Catholic Emancipation in 1829, so basically three centuries later, that public expressions of faith were allowed. In 1896, uh, Charlotte Pearson Boyd purchased the 14th century chapel. It was one of the last wayside chapels en route to Walshingham, right? And she restored it for Catholic use, right? An interesting fact, actually, when Pope St. John Paul II went to go visit Walshingham, they actually took the chapel, right? It was taken to Wembley Stadium and carried around the stadium prior to the papal mass, right? That gives you an idea of how small it is, right? And again, like the, these, um, the Slipper Chapel, as it's called, is, um, has, become, has been declared the National Shrine of Our Lady for Roman Catholics in England, right? And again, it's not the original shrine of Our Lady of Walsingham that's been destroyed, but nonetheless, it's now a major pilgrimage site. It is the national shrine for Our Lady in England. Now, we jump ahead to more recent times in 1981, and we're taken to Cabejo, Rwanda, because today marks the first and also the last day of, the, of the Our Lady's apparitions at Cabejo, right? The first apparition took place on Saturday, November 28th, 
1981. And the last apparition took place November 28th, but eight years later, 1989, right? So that first apparition took place um, to a young student in the College of Cabejo, Alfonsine Mumurbeke. Now, she was in the refectory cleaning up after lunch. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, boom, she heard a voice say, child. And then all around, she saw just a cloud, and standing in the cloud was a beautiful lady. And Alfonsine asked her, who are you, my lady? And the lady said, I am the mother of the word, right? Now, Alphonsine was not the only visionary. There were actually other students who were chosen to help give, uh, to be instruments of Our Lady, but actually really to give credibility to Alphonsine's testimony, right? Because Alphonsine was known as Alphonsine from Gisaka, which was a region known for practicing magic, right? So, Alphonsine asked Our Lady to respond because everybody was saying, like, well, she's just, you know, it's magic, black magic. And she asked her to help by appearing to others, right? And so, yes, that's, that's what happened, right? Um, again, there was a, part of the message that Our Lady revealed in, in Cabejo was the importance of praying the rosary, right? And today, as of today, Our Lady of Cabejo remains the only Vatican-approved Marian apparition in the whole of Africa, right? And I think there's an important message um, to one of the visionaries, our Lady said that she needed to teach others to pray the rosary. And she said, Mother, you want me to teach the whole world the seven sorrows rosary? I don't even have the money to go to the next city. How do you expect me to teach the whole world? And Our Lady replied, My child, my grace can do all things. You just do your part. I have many children in the world. You do your part, and the grace of God will take it to the next person. 